Hello, everybody, and welcome to Surly Podcast number two. We've got a pretty good show for you on Slate for today. I am doing it remotely from beautiful, beautiful Bergen, Norway. Uh, Black Lab, what do we have in store for the crew today? Uh, so we're going to uh, talk about some current events in football, uh, some uh, Urban Meyer and uh, Texas A&M, uh, interesting story as well. And then um, I'm going to tell a story that is long and uh, continues to go on that's uh, about five years in the making about uh, a guy by the name of William Stanley. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the post of the week and then a couple threads that you enjoyed. And then uh, we'll make a couple of uh, football picks for the weekend and see who, who picks better. So uh, another thing, I'm actually going to have a special guest on today, Durka. Oh, ah, we did try and set that up, didn't we? So I got let's his phone go number. Ahead. Uh, we're going to give him a call and uh, splice him in to the uh, podcast. So I know you're oh, excited. I've, I've, wanted, I've wanted to talk to this guy ever since uh, he made that response to me on podcast number one. <laughs> yep. All right. We'll, we'll uh, get to him here in a little bit. Well, let's go ahead and get started. I think uh, the big news of the week, right, and, and the not even the elephant in the room, but just like the thing that is rocking college football right now is Urban Meyer only getting a slap on the wrist for his involvement in the systematic domestic abuse from one of his staff members. Yeah. I mean, it, what, it, what, what do you think about that? It's one of those things that the actual event probably doesn't warrant his suspension. You know, having a having a guy on his staff that abuses his wife, you know, that's probably not a fireable offense for Urban. But when the investigation started, he he calls the guy who's who's supposed to come and get his phone to get the evidence off the phone calls that guy, says, hey, come down to practice and show me how to wipe my phone. And then the guy goes down and wipes his phone. That guy then is told by his boss to go get the data off Meyer's phone, and he never gets it. And then in the report, they re- there's like three or four lies that Urban does. It's like, okay, have the guy on your staff, not a big deal. You know, don't talk about it, you know, cover for him a little bit, not a big deal, but then get investigated and wipe your phone, which is probably a subject to the freedom of information act. So he probably broke a law or two by wiping his phone. And then, you know, it was just completely lying to the board. I mean, at that point, if you have any integrity at all, you have to fire him, but it looked like the board just was just looking for excuses to not fire him more than investigating the whole thing. Well, and, and this isn't just, Right. I mean, it would be one thing if it was just if he was beaten on his wife and everybody knew about it. And that's just a shitty situation. But he was also sexually harassing everything and anything that had a pussy that moved. Yeah. I mean, he was all kinds of inappropriate stuff on the job. And they systematically allowed him to keep doing this and kind of knowingly hired a guy that was in a shitty position. Some of this stuff is starting to leak out. Yeah. Um, but other things, right? I mean, like one of the coaches 
in the investigation, they didn't even in, they didn't even interview. How much of an investigation did they actually do into this? Or was it just enough to be smoke and mirrors for them to have come to this result, uh, you know, a month ago, whenever this all came out, and they just needed it to play out like they were actually doing something? Absolutely. All smoke That's and the, mirrors. The, the outcome was predetermined, and then they just found evidence to point them in that direction. They didn't investigate. They didn't ask questions. They didn't ask any hard questions. Um, it was obviously just a it's just a big whitewash. So, um, you know, it's obvious that Ohio State football is more important than integrity or domestic violence, and that's that's what they've decided. So, no, I mean, it's just that kind of trash that you're dealing with. I mean, how much is a, is a national championship worth in college football? I'd love to to see a thread get started on that. What do you think a national championship is worth? Because uh, I don't think it's worth this this amount of publicity. No, uh, if if Tom Herman had done one tenth of this stuff that Urban just did, I'd want him fired, and I would definitely, um, you know, send a letter or two off, angry letter uh, to CDC and whoever else that hey, this this makes ET look bad. Let's you know, it's education first, football second. You know, there's no there's no need to sell our soul to the devil. Uh, to win football. You open the can of worms, so I'll take one out. I mean, what do you think? You know, is it is it worth mentioning? Is it even a news story that Tom Herman was uh, a let's, strip let's go ahead and uh we we talk about let's let's oh, raise oh. the hands of the people on this podcast who haven't gone to, gone to a strip club. Okay, I don't see any hands. Um you know, an adult man can go to a strip club if he wants to. There's nothing wrong with it. And as as long as your wife doesn't really care, who gives a shit? And even if his, it's between him and his wife, there's, I don't have no problem with Tom going to a strip club. Even I have no problem with him taking high school coaches to a strip club. You know, fuck half the oil and gas deals in Houston are done at a strip club. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw some of those tweets about uh, basketball yeah. recruiting. And if, if going to a strip club was a, a recruiting violation at all, then, you know, hundreds of schools. Yeah, exactly. Would be I mean, right now. Uh, I remember going to Sugars and uh, seeing um, Vince Young and uh, Casey Studdard and a bunch of other football players. And I looked on my phone for birth dates, and not one of them was, I mean, half of them were under 21. But, you know, that's, that's the perks of, uh, being a UT football athlete in Austin is, you know, they don't card you at the door at the strip clubs. You know, that's part of the deal. So I have no problem with it. Yeah. So I don't know how this reflects badly on A&M. Um, first of all, I know that everybody loves to talk about how much shitheads we are and everything, but I don't know that Jimbo uh, has brought that much dirty business from South Florida uh, over to College Station already. And A, it wasn't even a guy that he brought in. B, something that's worth noting is that Kevin Sumlin, at this point, has already uh, that's, removed yeah. that guy from the team. Completely unrelated. Turns out that that guy is a racist piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and got Apparently himself was calling uh, teammates before monkeys, he even got uh, during watching video of the uh, spring game practice film or something like that. So, yeah. So now he's off the Arizona team, which is, is kind of funny. So what what I'm really interested in is if he's going to go total scor scorched earth now 
and really release even more information. But yeah, the things that he talked about that AM did, giving coach giving him money to um to entertain recruits and that those are minor violations that probably want you know may get a coach suspended for a game or two, but it's not gonna be, you know, end of the world, even if they're all true. So well, I mean, you can get apparently not to come back to Urban Meyer. Apparently, you yeah, get a three game suspension and coach the team still. I know. Starting this Monday, and he's like been he's coaching. not going to be on a cell phone with somebody. That just in the pisses booth, me off. Uh, just pisses me off, Black. Tell them what to do for stuff too. You know. So, so uh, back in 2014, uh, a poster named, to be named later posts a thread called "Advice: Selling an Ongoing Business Through a Broker" (parentheses Generation Equity), and it's a standard shaggy thread somebody's asking advice on what to do his friend had been trying to sell their business and gotten approached by a company called generational equity who wanted thirty six thousand down to uh help sell their business he thought it kind of sounded like a scam and at that point in time if you went around the internet you could find all kinds of better business bureau and ripoff report and other places that um people did feel ripped off because they got they paid the thirty six thousand and then generational equity didn't do a whole lot and you know, stuff. So it was a standard thread that uh, a few jokes and a few uh, good things. Texas three putt immediately posts in yeah, how many USB ports are we talking here? Um, and then the lawyers <laughs> goes to LL and Trophius. How does this turn into uh, how does this turn into a, a story uh, worth telling? Well, Is it just a, a normal shaggy thread or what happened next? Yeah, so it, it, the thread dies in May. And then in September, this guy shows up named William Stanley, who was uh, apparently a black hat SEO guy for generational equity. So as it turns out, William uh, was their black hat guy who would go around the Internet trying to scrub anything bad about generational equity off the Internet. And he actually ended up blackmailing and extorting them for money, telling them that he would undo all his work and release all the stuff if they didn't pay him. And so they called the FBI, and then he ended up getting convicted of uh, blackmail and extortion, goes to jail for a couple of years, and then part of his probation is that he... So was this... Does, so when he came to Shaggy, was this before... He went to jail, or was this after he had already been in jail? And then did we ever find out how he found the website? Actually, it was while he was still in jail. So apparently he was posting from a halfway house on a cell phone. And uh, so it wasn't even – he wasn't even out of jail, and he was already breaking his probation uh, for the thing. So he found us by the same way everybody else finds us, by going to Google, typing in generational equity, and Shaggy was was loved by Google because all the content, all the stuff. So if at that point in time, if he did a search for generational equity, the Shaggy thread was like the third or fourth thing on Google at that time. So so he shows up and it it starts to get weird. Uh, he accuses them of you know being scam artists and doing things, and then also you know having sex with farm animals and and other assorted stuff. Shaggy, of course, eats it up, and the thread goes on for another couple weeks, and then just kind of dies dies a natural death. Um, but apparently, the reason it died was, was he went back to jail. Uh, so 
I'll post a link to the thread in the uh, podcast uh, thread. But um, so he goes back to jail uh, for breaking his probation. And then so a couple months later, I completely forgotten about it. Didn't even really register with me. And I get an yeah, email from just ride off into the sunset and just like rot in jail this time? No internet access? Well, I'm not, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so so he goes to jail. And then a couple months later, in October of 2016, I get an email from the FBI asking for what, what uh, email did he register with and what any information I could give him about these particular posts. And this particular thread, but, you know, getting an email from the FBI is not something you really expect to get. And so I emailed the guy back. I was like, how do I know you're not, you know, just trying to punk me or prank me or how do I know you're FBI? Show me your internet badge, bro. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I found this phone number for FBI office in Dallas. Can I call it and get to you? And he's like, yeah. So I called the FBI office in Dallas and then they transfer me to the guy. So I, find out it's actually a real FBI guy and they're like okay we want the you know IP addresses and emails and all this uh, dates and times of these these posts so I end up giving them to them and then um, don't really you know hear anything for for a couple months and then and just so some of the listeners who may not know this wasn't the FBI was an abnormal occurrence but law enforcement and lawyers in general and other people, they contacted Black Lab and me and some of the other moderators fairly frequently on uh, the old board, Shaggy. Yeah. So it wasn't like out of the norm to really get some of these calls. It is pretty out of the norm for the FBI to come knocking them. Yeah, that, that's the only time I've actually dealt with the FBI in anything. So... Like five months later, March, I get an email from them again saying uh, a, a subpoena to come testify in Dallas. And so I drive up to Dallas. I sit outside a courtroom from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. one day. And then the next day, I sit out in the court, the, the hall of the courtroom. I couldn't even go in the and listen to the trial. Um, and then sit outside the courtroom from eight till two in the afternoon the next day, and then finally get called in at two o'clock and testify um, about the stuff. So what was kind of funny about the trial, you know, there's this poor uh, public defender defending William, and then there's this highfalutin, you know, DA, uh, U.S. attorney um, prosecuting, and it was at that time that I really kind of, you know, felt sorry for William. I mean, obviously he's, he's nuts, but you know, obviously the government is ramrodding him Certified. and you know, basically he's getting, he's going to jail for saying things on the internet basically. And so I tried to steer my, uh, my answers to the questions as favorably to William as I possibly could. Cause you know, Fuck the man. Fuck the police. And uh, and so I get I testify for about an hour, hour and a half, and then uh, get sent home and uh, get paid, you know, like a hundred dollars or something from three days of being up there. And uh, and he ends up getting convicted 
of breaking his probation and uh, talking bad about generational equity online, basically. So, so is that the end of the story? There, that's just doesn't seem so funny at the yeah, end. Yeah. So, so how how does this round out? So um, the next thing that happened was I get a nasty email from generational equity telling me, "Hey, you need to remove this from your website." I completely ignore them. Tell them to f off. I don't tell them to f off. I just you know just ignore them. And then I get an email from Candy, the uh, the um, prosecutor, and saying, "Hey, are you going to remove this stuff? Or you know, are, you need to remove this stuff. He was convicted. Blah blah blah. If you have a reason to uh, not remove it, please let me know." And I just completely, of course, ignored that email. And then a month later, I get another email saying. Hey, uh, we sent you that email a month ago. Are you going to do this or not? So I email her back, and here's my email. I think it's horrible that generational equity is getting the government to do their dirty work. I remove, I reviewed his posts and don't think they rise to the level of an attack against generational equity. They just seem to be William telling his story. If you can point out the parts of the posts that are untrue, I will gladly remove those parts. And Candy emails back, Mr. Black Lab. I, the jury, and the court disagree with your assessment. We will be in touch soon. And then I never never heard from her again. So this was uh, May of 2017. And uh, I figure, okay, this is the end of it. Oh, man. So it's been over a year since then. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple months later, August, I get an email from Google telling me that – They've received notice that these pages are in violation of, you know, broke a law or whatever. So they're removing these pages from the index of Google. So now if you go to Google and search generational equity shaggy, those pages don't even show up in Google. So they've they've been removed uh, from Google. I never removed the pages um, because, you know, fuck the man. And, And so the pages are still up there to this day. I'm looking at them right now. So. Uh, they're still up there. I'm sure Kevin will get an email someday from somebody saying remove them, but I still haven't removed them. So I thought that was that was the end of it. And then in January 2018, I got an email from Williams' lawyers that he was doing an appeal, and he wanted my Apache logs from that, those dates that he was posting. And unfortunately for him – those Apache logs were long gone. You know, the, the logs get rotated and are only, only there for a couple days or they'd fill up the hard drive and they have filled up the hard drive multiple times. That's usually 98% of the time. Why Shaggy was down that people like to look at pictures of Sarah Jean Underwood's ass a lot. So we do have to rotate the logs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I tell Willie, I'm sorry. And then, he disappears, or you know, I don't hear anything again. And I thought, okay, now it's the end of the story. So August third, I'm uh, at home because I work from home some days, and I'm. So that's twenty six days. Yeah, ago. just twenty six days ago. A short, short three days ago. Three weeks ago. Weeks ago. So I'm, uh, I'm walk walking to my my kitchen to cook some lunch and there's the dog starts barking and I look out and there's a guy standing outside my front door 
And I'm thinking, oh, God dang it, it's a sales guy or whatever. And uh, I open the door and look at his hand and I see legal paperwork and I'm just like, oh, fuck me. You know, another fucking lawsuit or what the fuck now? You know, what the fuck could I possibly be getting uh, summons or subpoena or lawsuit or, you know, what the fuck? And uh, he was like, yep, here's a, you're getting served with subpoena and hands it to me. And I'm like, God damn it. And then I look at it and it's generational equity versus William Stanley, a civil trial occurring in Dallas. And I have been subpoenaed to testify in that trial or actually subpoenaed for deposition in that trial. So that was three weeks ago. What's, uh, are you going to go to this trial? I mean, you have to, right? The deposition was actually supposed to take place August 22nd. So I call and talk to my buddy who's a lawyer in Dallas. Uh, and he says, so he calls the lawyers of, uh, William Stanley and their lawyers, um, kind of like give them a little bit of background that the generation equity is suing William. William's destitute, doesn't have any money, but his daughter and his wife do have a little bit of money. And so they're suing him. They've named his ex-wife in the lawsuit. They named his daughter in the lawsuit. And uh, apparently William comes from money and inherited a bunch of money years ago. And they're trying to basically try to go find that money. Uh, whoever has it now, his ex-wife or daughter or whoever. So the deposition is supposed to happen August 22nd. August 20th, I get a call from my lawyer that he had just gotten a call from their lawyers that William died in prison on August 19th. So my deposition is canceled. Wow. And I get an email from the lawyers saying, hey, it's, he's, de- he's dead, so we're going to postpone this. We're not sure if we're going to continue the lawsuit or not. We'll let you know. And that ends the story of William Stanley. <laughs> what a story. And so that's a End saga that May 2014 through August 2018. So four and a half years this went on. Of Wow. Of just a crazy guy and an example of what yeah. not to do uh, on well, the that's, internet. I mean, the, the thing about it is, you know, he basically went to jail for talking shit on the internet, basically. And um, make, I'm sure he made up some stories and did some stuff. But, you know, it just goes to show how a politically connected company like Generational Equity can get the government to do their dirty work. And I think he would have been fine if he hadn't uh, blackmailed and extorted them, if he just went and posted all the stuff. But I think the blackmail and extortion is what really got him. But the fact that after he was convicted, then he got part of his probation was he wasn't allowed to basically talk on the Internet. Um, you know, that's kind of kind of fucked up. <laughs> and then he starts posting on the the one place on the Internet where – uh, you probably couldn't well, that's the thing. find it's, more. Yeah, of all the places he found, there's you know a billion <laughs> websites, and he found Shaggy and uh, posted on Shaggy. So, yeah, it's uh, something else. What a weird, weird story that 
you know, I, hopefully they drop the lawsuit, but you know, who knows? I may be going to deposition. And uh, who knows? Well, um, let's talk about some college football picks for this next week. Getting off of that, I mean, it's a, I mean, it just shows yep. you how crazy the internet can be. So, but we got I know. Some college football coming up this weekend. Okay, so now that we got that story out of the way. Let's let's talk some football. It's opening week. Are you excited for some football, Ivan Mac? Oh man, I'm so excited. We're gonna try and find a place here in Norway to watch the games in the middle of the night. Uh, hopefully, there's some bars showing them. But if not, we're probably gonna have to come back to the room and watch some of the games in the middle of the night. Well, re- remind me to give you my uh, Slingbox address, and you can watch through that. Um, so, uh, what I thought we'd do for this week is make a couple picks. We got four games going that are of interest. Um, one is, uh, of course, Texas, Maryland. Um, then there's uh, Texas A&M against Northwestern Louisiana Women's College, I think it is. And then yeah, I think uh, they called them the little sisters of the poor. Yeah. And then the, uh, Ohio State, Oregon State, and then Michigan, Notre Dame is probably the biggest game of the weekend. So let's start with uh, your Aggies against uh, Northwestern the School for Disabled Children, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind uh, Cripples. So the uh, <laughs> all of the stats on ESPN show this game uh, being a complete blowout. Um, so much so that tickets at Kyle Field are available for as low as three dollars. <laughs> so if I was going to be wagering any type of money on this game, it would definitely be uh, for the Aggies uh, on almost whatever the spread is. But I think uh, since there has been nobody that's willing to put money on this game for Northwestern State, uh, they haven't even made a line for this game. So, so let's just we're set just the line at like 30. Like money line. We'll just do money line, win-loss, and, and well, set it at I mean, uh, $10,000 to win a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously uh, I can put I the money still, on Northwestern State. But I'll put a dollar on that. You want to do? Should we do a football or have a a bank and make bets each week, or should we just like head to head wins and losses? Let's do let's do a bank. Okay. Yeah, and we'll do a thousand dollars starting. So I will bet money line at plus ten thousand for A and M <laughs> or mine. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, I, I will bet a dollar uh, actually for the Aggies to lose because I do think it would be kind of funny what it would happen to our fan base with Jimbo at the helm losing to the Little Sisters. Yeah, so whatever the – it's what, uh, 99.6 to 0.4. So extrapolate that out to the odds. So there's a um, – so $4 wins you 10000 uh, There you go. Four bucks. So I'll, four whole buckaroos. I'll I'll bet eight dollars, so I'll win twenty thousand on uh, <laughs> on that. Okay, and then uh, game of the week: uh, Michigan Notre Dame. Michigan's getting the points. Uh, Harbaugh finally has a quarterback. Is he actually going to have a decent team this year? Or is he going to? You're well connected with your wife and her family, all Michigan people. Who's going to win that game? 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's at Notre Dame this year, and that's a really tough place for Michigan to go in and play. So I th- even with that point, I've got to go with Notre Dame. I'd, I'd put, you know, a hundo down on that. Okay, well, I'm I'm going the exact opposite. I'll, I'll put a put a hundred down on uh, Michigan. I think uh, Jim's going to finally has his kids there now and has a quarterback. I think they're going to I think they're going to roll. So, okay, the uh, next game, the uh, wife beating bowl, uh, Oregon State, Ohio State. Ohio State's given up thirty eight and a half points to Ohio uh, for, to Oregon State. Who do you think's going to win that one? Oh, dude, there's no way that they cover that with uh, a backup coach and everybody, you know, just nerves the first game. I don't know that they're going to come and blow out Oregon State. Uh, but, you know, I, I got to go and put the rest of the, the money that I've got on Oregon State to just come and win that. So you're going to put a $900 on Oregon State? Well, eight hundred and ninety-nine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna on Oregon State to cover their, their part of that. Yeah. So I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna split up the rest of my money. You got one more game to bet, but uh, I'll put half of what I have left. Um, so, uh, well, I'll put I'll put three hundred and ninety uh, of it on um, on Oregon State. I think they're. I don't think Ohio State's going to come out and, and roll. I think they're going to – too many distractions and too many things. So uh, I'll, I'll put half my money on that. And then whatever's left, um, last game, Texas, Maryland, I think we're going to smoke them. We'll give them out 13.5 points. Uh, the internal uh, sunshine and spotless mine, I'm going to put the rest of my money on Texas minus 13.5. You see what I did there on that last game? How I do, you know, have a big fat zero bet there. I don't think I'm ready to to bet any money on the Longhorns uh, for or against. We've got to see what happens in this game one. I think it's going to be pretty important to set the tone for the season. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, we'll uh, next week we'll find out. We'll keep score and see who who's ahead, and we'll keep keep going the rest of the year um, with thousand bucks every week. See who uh, wins the most. So what's your um, pick of the week for Thread, or since we haven't done this in a while, the last uh, couple of weeks? Um, so definitely my Thread of the week is uh, Thujone coming back uh, from the dead and uh, gracing us with a MS Paint. If you haven't seen it, uh, look on the football board and um, look for just a bit of MS Paint to get the season going. Yep. That's my uh, my thread of the week. Enjoy. Uh, Thujon is really, you know, I have to give hats off to him. He brought literally thousands of people from other message boards and other places uh, to Shaggy. And a lot of those people have, you know, stuck around to Surly. So, you know, Thujon, I'll always be indebted to for uh, his artwork. And, uh, you know, some of those, some of those gifs from like uh, Texas OU, um, the bags of dicks and all that stuff just, I mean that's that's it's what Mitch Shaggy. My favorite shirt special. on that weekend is uh, the state of. Yeah, Florida. I still have I still have a Oklahoma eating a giant dick uh, T-shirt that um, I don't wear anymore because my wife basically said we we're going to get divorced if I ever wore it again in front of her. But who knows? Um, Maybe I still have it. A collaborative feature with uh, Thujone and Surly in the future will to be determined. 
Yeah. So all right, um, what's your what's your week? Up, um, uh, a thread, and since you know we haven't done this in about ten or so days, uh, I went back a little bit further, and I actually found a thread for the, the it's happening on the Texas uh, end zone getting constructed, and there's actually a post in there from Miles Long, uh, post number two hundred and seventy, and we'll link that in the thread so that you guys can go see it but it shows a rendering of what the potential end zone construction looks like and there is a great surprise that somebody wanted to put in there <laughs> yeah don't ruin it for everybody just tell them to go look at it yeah all right so another podcast in the books anything else and it looks like we're out of time and won't be able to get dirk on we'll try to get him on next week Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I totally forgot about the guy. I guess the podcast's over, though. Yep. Out of time. We'll catch you next week. All right. Bye.